Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Atomic Shot. I am your host, Ben, a.k.a. The Marvelous Ziggy. Joining me is Chief Space Godzillaologist, Tyler. Tyler, welcome back, man. How's it going? Oh, did you say something? Oh, I'm sorry. I must have spaced out. God, okay. Mother... Motherfucker. I swear to Christ. How long have you been waiting for that one? I've been holding on to that one for a while. Jesus fucking Christ. Alright, well, A1 to that one. It's so obvious, but it works. Sometimes the obvious answer is the is the best answer. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for another episode of Atomic Shots. Uh, we are, this is the penultimate movie of the Heisei era. We're almost done, which is crazy um, how fast this era goes, considering there's only... Uh, so if you have as half as many films as the Showa era, uh, today's movie will be Godzilla versus Space Godzilla in space. Yes. So let's go ahead and run down the numbers real quick. Uh, this was directed by Kensho Yamashita, produced by Shogo Tomoyama, written by Hiroshi. Kashiwabara, starring Megumi Adaka, Jun Hashizume, uh, Zinkichi, Yoniyame, Yoniyama, uh, Akira Imito, and to- to- Toako Yoshikawa, uh, with music by Takayuki Hattori, because I think that's we've had um, uh, Akira Fukube for a while, and this is the first time we haven't had him for a while. This was released on December 10th, 1984. Man, the Heisei era is really like Christmas time. Huh. Yeah, it's, it's almost as if they squeak by just to get it by, out by the end of the year or something yeah uh this is really had a run run time of 107 minutes with a box office of 2.8 billion japanese yen so this movie this 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 movie um okay uh i i think we're just gonna say it off the bat because it's it we have to um this is the low point of the heisei series yep and I totally called it before I even saw it. Yeah, I think the first time I watched it, which was about a year ago when I bought the Blu-rays, I fell asleep. Like I don't, and I don't think that was a because I mean I'm fat, so it's probably because I was I'm like just obese and just like <gasps> tired. Um, but like, so this is a, this is the roughest one we've had in a while. We've been blessed. I, I think Tyler, you can agree that the Heisei era generally has a better batting average. Uh, apologize for the sports analogy, but it's what I know. Um, has a better batting average than the show era did by this point. Um, oh yeah, no doubt. Uh, so this is—I wouldn't say it's a complete dud, but let's let's talk about the story real quick. So um, the story is basically uh, there's a giant meteorite, uh, or not even meteorite, a giant monster with diamonds encrusted on its back that's making its way to Earth. Um, meanwhile, uh, members of the Japanese government, or I think it's G-Force or USDF, I can't remember exactly. Yeah, G-Force and Counter-G. G-Force and Counter-G, thank you, Tyler. Uh, are planning to, are, they're, they're planning to basically implant in Godzilla's armpit, uh, a way to control him, and they want to control him by using Megumi Adaka's character, um, Miki Sagusa. And... Yeah, I'd say that she has a more prominent role in this film compared to some of the other ones. Yeah, and unfortunately it's not. <laughs> we'll get that in a moment. Um, so basically, and then it becomes 
shortly after uh, some strife with some of the main characters on this island where they're hunting Godzilla, um, uh, Space Godzilla shows, shows, up, shows up from arrives on space. And I won't lie, this is probably the best part of the movie when he shows up. Um, and he proceeds to wreck shit. Like, there's not much of a story here, guys. Like, it feels like they... they this feels like a Showa era movie, and not in the best ways. In terms of its, uh, like, okay, we need to we need to put a movie out. Just put something out. Yeah, this definitely feels like a rush project for sure. Either that, mm. or they wanted to pay homage to uh, their roots, but they didn't do it in the most thoughtful way. No, no. So, um, like most of the most of the movies that we've covered so far have had some kind of central theming around them relating to Godzilla being the antagonist. Uh, Space Godzilla doesn't really have any of that. Like, there's no... If you're looking, like... I mean, it's not like it was deep substance, but there was enough, like, to to say that your teeth while you're waiting for the monsters to show up. There's none of that here. And I think we can move into that, into talking about the human cast. Tyler, I, I'm curious. What did you think of the human cast? Um, not a whole lot, to be honest. Um, the only major characters that immediately spring to mind is, uh, Yuki, the dude that has a vendetta against Godzilla that wants to shoot him in the armpit with a blood coagulant. This motherfucker thinks that he can kill Godzilla with a gun when planes and tanks and shit do nothing to him. Right. And I, I did like the connection that they made to him where they talk about the, the Goro from Godzilla versus, I think it's Bialanti. Uh, or it's one of them um, where he was killed while Godzilla was rampaging. So like it connects it to the other to the. I, I do like that connection, but like, like dude, come on, it's Godzilla. You're not gonna get like I I get it, but I don't I don't think they they there there's stuff to work with here. Like you have a guy who just can't let his uh, friendship or I, was it his friend or was it his brother-in-law? I can't remember exactly. Um. The the lady that uh, he has a thing with, who is also a throwaway character that we're probably not going to bother mentioning, uh, that was her brother. Okay, okay, so they were basically they were friends. Uh, that is Doctor uh, uh, Doctor Gondo. That that's that's her, and yeah, she's kind of a throwaway character. Um, she's just kind of there. She's kind of there. She doesn't really do anything. Um, yeah, like like you have you have like a cast. You have Mika Sagusa, who's basically kind of your main character. Um, you have uh, uh, like you said Akira Yuki, who is uh, who is basically the Vendetta Man. You have Doctor Gondo, who is the um, the just the stereotypical professor. Then you have like sort of the people who pile around with Yuki, which are Lieutenant Kiyoshi Sato and Lieutenant Koji Shinjo. Who like one of them's comedy relief. But that's it, and there's there's the other guy I can barely remember because he kind of was just there. Yeah, like he's literally just there to be like the sidekick guy to help uh, pilot the new robot monster that we got in this movie. Exactly. Um, I I'm gonna say this, and maybe this is bold. Maybe this is a little too critical. This is the worst cast. Not okay. Not worst cast. That's that's mean. This is the least interesting cast since Raids again. I think. Yeah, I can agree with that. Maybe I'm forgetting a show era. Maybe like, Manil- maybe like one of the like the middling movies 
Like the Manila yeah. movies, probably probably worse. But in terms of the Heisei era, because I think the next movie, next oh god, can we just get to the next movie already, please? Um, the next, yeah, it's almost there. Um, we're almost there, Tyler. Uh, like it, they like, there's nothing interesting about these characters. They're like the most substance you get is with Mickey, and I feel like Mickey Sagusa is so underserved. When this could have been, like, her movie. And it is. But they don't do enough with her, in my opinion. Yeah, it's really sad. Uh, seeing as how she's been in, like, what, five movies so far? She, and she finally she, get kind of gets a main character role in this one, but they waste it. Yeah, like, like she's been... Like we've called, we've jokingly called her the Phil Coulson of the Ace era. She's in every movie except for the first one. Um, and she's kind of been that linchpin, and now... I like her haircut, by the way. She has a really nice '90s haircut and going on in this one. Yeah, I barely um, recognized her at first. Yeah, um, I think she changes it again for the next one. I couldn't remember. Um, yeah, actually, she does because that's her, the picture I'm looking at is from Destroya. Um, uh, so, like, she's confl- like they showed it in the last movie where she started to become conflicted about her necess- how she feels about Godzilla in terms of his his nature, his role in the in the natural order, and. She she basically starts to side, not necessarily with Godzilla, but starts questioning like why don't you see why why is it the like there's even a line where she pokes at the uh, army people like why is it the only option that you guys come up with is to kill him? She's basically zero from X four. What am I fighting for? Yeah, um, and and like the cosmos visit her, basically telling her that it's up to her to save the world in like. Like this, this could have been like a cool moment where like Mickey Sagu- Mickey could have like controlled Godzilla to help overcome destroy space Godzilla, but that never really happens. Like Mickey kind of Mickey's kind of just there ultimately. Yeah, it's a damn shame too. Yeah, she had a bigger moment in Biolante when she deterred Godzilla to go the other way. Like, and you know, after she passed out, then she does here. Um, they do try like a weird romance angle. With her, which just felt out of nowhere. Yeah, it really felt forced. Yeah, like, like, like it felt like... Go ahead, sorry, I'm sorry. Nah, it's fine. Um, like, it just, like, like, Mickey is, like, on the beach, and it's kind of romantic setting, which is odd, but it's, like, it's sunset. Really nicely shot, by the way. That That's probably one of the better not-in-human shots in this movie. But, it just... Like, uh, the, this, this... I can't even remember his name. I want to say it's... Lieutenant, I think it's Lieutenant Shinjo. I think it's him who's hitting on her. That comes up to her and just starts like questioning her, you know, talking to her. And he goes, "Have you? What about being in love?" And I'm like, "Dude, what are you doing? Like, she's she's thinking about the greater role of the universe. Leave her alone, man. She doesn't want she doesn't want you." Oh my god! Like it's it's just it, it felt so out of place in the Godzilla movie. Like maybe. Maybe if they had done it, they didn't. Maybe they did a better job where, like, she was interacting with those people, with the uh, them more, and there was like some kind of repertoire building. Maybe, but it just seems like he just like, oh, pretty girl must must date. I'm like, dude, okay, for real, calm down. Yeah, honestly, it really puts the divorce couple from uh, Godzilla versus Mothra in a perspective. Oh, true. I mean, that's 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 better written um, than this one, honestly. Um... Yeah, I think I think that's enough to say about the human characters because like there's not much to say other than that like, they're uninspiring. 
they're not given well they're uninspiring they're not given enough to work with and what's there is enough to say to yourself between like waiting for the monsters and even then I don't even and even honestly even then I don't think waiting for the monsters is all that much of a treat in this movie yeah sad to say but that is the case okay so let, let let's talk about we got technically two new monsters to talk about well one's a machine one is the titular well, monster. Well, it's technically one and a half because Mogira made his first appearance in uh, uh, the Mysterians from uh, 1957, I think it was. Oh, so this but is a he callback. had a much different design. Okay, okay. Yeah, That's this is cool. basically I know that a redesign a... of a classic Showa monster. Here. Oh, okay, okay. Well, um. All right, so I guess you, you guess you want to say anything more about him? Um, like, do, do you feel like he was? Do you feel like he was included correctly, or do you feel like it could have been something else? I like to think that ever since the Mechagodzilla incident from the previous movie, they basically used uh, the parts uh, from him to make Mogira. Although he isn't as cool as Mechagodzilla, let's be real. Even though he no. was kind of lame in the last movie. Right, you I know mean, how Mogira's Mogira's kind of dumb, but he's also kind of cool in a way. It's weird. Yeah, because he has a cool drill pecker. He can, like drill pecker. He has a cool <laughs> drill nose. Um, it's a pecker. He pecks at you. Um, he can like it can split its forms. I I don't like doing this because I feel like it's insulting to the direct to like the what they had in mind. But I don't understand why it wasn't just Mechagodzilla again. Like I get it, he was destroyed. In the last movie, right? You built this thing. Why? Like, I wouldn't. How cool would it have been to see Godzilla and Mechagodzilla side by side to fight this bigger threat? Like, I think that would have been way cooler. Like, that would have been three Godzillas all in one. That would have been confusing. Oh, that would have been fine. It would. I think I just wanted for the imagery alone. Like, because you never see. You'll never see that. You'll never see Godzilla and Mechagodzilla team up. And maybe that's why they did it. Because like we can't have them team up. It's too wrong. You can um, save the earth. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um. So, what it does is pretty cool, but it just looks so stupid. It looks like something out of the nineteen. It looks like something out of the nineteen fifties with a stupid ass head. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you don't hear in the movie, but he actually has a voice clip where he goes, Mogira. Really? Wow. You think they would have kept that in, but I guess not. Uh, and he is piloted by uh, Kiyoshi Sato, uh, Aki, uh, Akiyuki, Koji Shinjo, and Kiyoshi Sato. So it's going back to that sort of Megazord kind of thing, but eh, whatever. Um, God, we're really burning through this shit. I, we really don't <laughs> want to talk about this movie. Um... So let's talk about Space Godzilla. Um, Tyler, do you know where we get the where we got where this form actually came from? I'm curious if you know. Okay, so they give us two explanations for Space Godzilla's origin in this movie. Okay, although they really should have just given us one and saved right. us the confusion. Okay, so the first explanation that they give us is. In the beginning of the movie, we see Mothra uh, going into space to intercept the meteorite from Godzilla vs. Mothra, right? That's right. where that movie ended up. Basically, after she fought Godzilla in that movie, some of the G-cells uh, that were f- uh, from his body stuck onto him, 
And the G-cells that were on Mothra's body were sucked into a black hole, and that created Space Godzilla. And there's a second explanation that Biolanti did the exact same thing after she fought Godzilla, and those G-cells formed into the black hole to make Space Godzilla as well. I don't know why they have two different explanations when the Mothra one is probably the most feasible, because if you think about it, wasn't the original Godzilla, like, erased from history when the Mysterians uh, moved him from that island in 1954 or whatever? Don't... Okay, so this like, is... this all is that this shouldn't have happened. This is where... This is why you don't fuck with time travel, because then you ask questions like <laughs> this. You start questioning shit. No, um, I honestly I honestly think it's the opposite. I think they should have just said... Because you never get the idea... Because there's that shot... Uh, literally goes up into the atmosphere. So, and obviously we know Bailanti is made up of, of G-cells. So that to me makes much more, like, obviously if you watch this as a standalone, you're not going to know that. But having all, both of us watch that movie, which possibly the best one of this era, um, you see it floating in the atmosphere. So to me, that seems more plausible. With Mothra, sure, it came into contact with Godzilla, but you never get the idea that its cells are attached to Mothra. Um, onto its wings. So I, I, I go, my theory, my, I wish they would have just gone with, it's been up there since Bailanti. It's been stewing there since 19, what was it? 1989. So about 89. 89 so 99, about four, a little over three, four years. So that's, that's to me is enough time to like coagulate into something that we see that is space Godzilla. Um, it feels a little weird that they did that. Maybe it was a, probably a, this I think that may be a sign that the movie was this movie was rushed where they like they had a scene, they shot two scenes, and maybe in the editing process they just said fuck it, just put it in. Yeah, it's whatever. Um, but no, I'm at okay. So do you know where like the idea of Space Godzilla came from? I'm curious if you know uh, that. that I do not know. Not so, out of the universe anyway. There was so for those of you who don't know, uh, there was a Super Nintendo game. Uh, called Godzilla. It was released here in America. It sucks. Don't 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 download it or anything, uh, because it's like part strategy, part fighting game, uh, and it doesn't explain itself very well, especially if you don't have a manual. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, there's a form that Godzilla can take into it that's called Super Godzilla because it's a Super Nintendo. Um, uh, actually, it looks pretty cool. Like you fight like Mecha Godzilla, Mecha King Ghidorah. Uh, you fight everybody up to like ninety three, basically. I think. Um, okay. And so in that game, uh, Godzilla takes on the form of Super Godzilla, and I'm going to look it up real quick. Uh, I really should have done this before then, but so basically, they uh, they took that idea. And, okay, the game... Yeah, exactly. So it's called Super Godzilla. It doesn't have the protruding, like, diamonds, which we'll talk about more in a minute. But it, the, in the overall structure, it's a lot thicker. It has big shoulders. Um, you know, the, the, the mouth is kind of, like, weird. Uh, so it's pretty much that idea. The only thing they... So they basically put two chunks of crystals on him, made his, his, uh, his dorsal fins... Dorsal fins? What would you... Plates? I don't know what whatever backspikes, um, backspikes, whatever. Uh, God, we're Godzilla fans. We don't know the proper terminology for that shit. We're gonna get raided. <laughs> um, basically, they took that idea and basically made him diamond his ass up, and we, that's how we get Space Godzilla. Nice. That's that's interesting. 
no one would have made it that far to figure that out, considering no. how uh, obscure and bad Super Godzilla is. Yeah, maybe you should do a video on it, Tyler. I probably should. Uh, I should probably do the Nintendo games too. Oh, don't don't punish yourself that bad, man. Okay, um, so let's talk about Space Godzilla. I'm gonna say this right now. Space Godzilla is equally the dumbest and coolest thing at the same time. I yeah. wonder, what do you what do you think? He looks like he's straight out of the Showa era, and. I don't know, he just seems out of place in the Heisei series, uh, in my personal opinion. I mean, he's cool and dumb-looking at the same time. It looks like something that Jet Jaguar would fight, honestly. Yeah. But the way they exude his menace is kind of effective, honestly. Like, he overpowers Godzilla and the other monsters very easily in this movie. Yeah, let's, let's talk about his design real quick. So, Space Godzilla is, is, as, is, is Godzilla... Pretty much in almost form, but he's bigger. He's like way bigger than Godzilla. Um, he has huge protruding diamonds. I like to call him Doomsday Godzilla because his his design is like it, like it's eminent and Doomsday because of all the spikes. But Doomsday is next. Uh, it, the correct formation for Doomsday equivalent to Godzilla is Destroyer, which is next week. Um, but like he has pitch, he has huge protruding diamonds on him. His whole dorsal fins or backplates are all diamond. He has like a, a ta- his tail springs onto like a trident, and those are all diamond. So that's kind of his mystique. He's di- diamonds are forever space Godzilla style. Um, JoJo Part Four, yeah, and he's got like I ca- you know what um, this I'm gonna make a fighting reference, and I know you're gonna get it. I kind of wanted to want to commission an artist. I call them Akuma. Like he he's basically Akuma to to uh, Godzilla's Ryu, um, and I kind of want to get like a commission of that classic Akuma Ryu Street Fighter Alpha image where it's like Akuma standing over Ryu and like Ryu's like on below. You've probably seen it, and he's like I want that, but like Space Godzilla, Godzilla, you know. Um, even though Space Godzilla is nowhere nearly as iconic as Akuma, um, uh, he kind of he kind of strikes me more of an M Bison with uh, telekinesis and flying around and shit. True. Even I'm just Psycho Crusher at one point. Yes, I'm just talking more about thematics and necessarily power set. In, in all honesty, um, but like I can't, I can't help but like the design. Like my my inner kid wants to like that design because it looks cool. Yeah. Like like as an evil version of Godzilla, like it definitely looks cooler than Mechagodzilla in the, in this era at least. Not as cool as the show era, of course, but in this era, it blows it out of the water. Definitely. Um, it's, did you notice where it's roar, it's roar was? Yeah, it's basically, uh, a, dis, a distorted Godzilla roar, right? Uh, is it? I, I thought it was Gigans, but maybe Gigans is a distorted roar, because I kept hearing Gigans Oh my roar. god, really? I mean, That's it awesome. would make, it would make sense. Uh, maybe, maybe Gigans roar is a distorted Godzilla roar. Um, who knows? Um, but, like, I mean, like, this is how you know this fucker's badass. Um... Number one, you see him flying through space. And by the way, the flying through space sequences, you want your cheese factor. That shit was, che- that shit was so fucking cheesy. Um, he well, has like, so yeah, many spikes coming out of his back. It's like Lavos from Chrono Trigger. Yeah, maybe. No, this is, this just came out before Chrono Trigger. So like, it technically predates it, which is kind of, maybe they saw this and like, hey guys, I got a fucking idea. Let's do this. Um, but, uh, 
<laughs> I just saw this trash Godzilla movie. Let's put it into the game. Um, <laughs> so, um, basically, but like, like on his way to like keep Space Godzilla is basically making his on the way to Earth, and he attacks like these this NASA ship, and it's like the, the it's the hokiest scene in the movie because like all these American actors faking out to like blue screens, like ah. I mean, I won't lie. When the moment when the when the diamond fin cuts into the ship, that's pretty terrifying. Like that, that's kind of yeah. terrifying. Um, there's but some the effects before that kind of ruins it. No, true. And then, like, God, I swear the they like they lost all the budget by this point because when he's actually flying, it looks like they're like on like a little a little stage. It doesn't have that feeling of space. I'm like, what? It reminds me of the flying kick from uh, Megalon. Yes. It's like, what happened, guys? I can see the what happened to the budget. You guys were on a roll. Um, but you know, it's so. Let's talk. You mentioned it, the menace. I I think like we we've, we've seen several of Godzilla's foes. We've seen his most iconic. I think it's fair to say that Space Godzilla is the most evil one we have encountered yet. Yeah, even more so than Ghidorah, which is strange to me. Yeah, because Ghidorah at the end of the day is just an animal. Like he doesn't really have intrusive thoughts. Versus Space Godzilla. You can tell he has motivation behind what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, he even kidnaps Godzilla's kid at one point. What a creepo. Boil, boil, uh, he bullies him, he shoots lighting at him, and then takes him. Um, fucking took Raditz's gimmick right, out, right, right behind him. <laughs> Damn it, you beat me to it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, Space Godzilla is, is like, if, if, if there's one positivity about this movie, is that Space Godzilla ev- evokes menace. Like, when you look at him, when he's... Anything he's doing, uh, he's just menacing. And then, God, he's overpowered as hell in this movie. Yeah, he pretty much just walks through everything. Yeah, he doesn't... It's crazy. He he can fly. He can create a fucking force field around him. Uh, He can summon... He has his own crystal fortress. So, look at me. I have my own crystal fortress. Fortress of Solitude. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, like he has all the like he and of course he has this like I'm I'm gonna call it a galactic atomic breath because it's it's pretty much that. Um, yeah, he's pretty much Godzilla, but better or or like more menacing if that was possible. Oh yeah, especially when you consider that Heisei Godzilla is probably the most menacing Godzilla we've seen thus far. Right, exactly. Um, which makes it a good match and. In, 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 all right, let's just move on to the fights because I really don't want to talk about it that much. Uh, Space Godzilla overall, I think, is a good design. It's good. It's so good. It's so bad, but it's good. If that if that makes sense. Yeah, I'll agree with that. All right, so there's not really a lot of fights in this movie, unfortunately. Uh- First fight is just uh, Mogera gets bodied in space. That's it. Yeah, Mogera. Yeah, and there's not much to talk about. So the last like forty minutes is fighting, uh, which is I think that's the longest we've gone in a he- in a Heisei era movie. Usually they, it's like the last you know maybe fifteen twenty minutes, but it's I looked at my clock. Holy shit, we got forty minutes here. What the fuck are we gonna do, Tyler? I think this fight went on way too long. Yeah, like. This drags for way too long. Um, like a lot, and, and there are moments when you're watching the fight, and it, it like it feels like it's the end. Like there's a moment where 
Godzilla, a Mo- he thinks a Mogera, blows up one of his uh, shoulder pads uh, or his diamond shoulders. And you think, oh, that's the fight. No, bitch just keeps going. I'm like, oh my god, are we not gonna, are we not gonna finish this? No, we're not. Okay, we're going, we're going, we're still going. Okay, fine, whatever, fine. Fuck you. Um, they're and they're not interesting. Like, Mo- yeah, Mulgara does some cool, like, distracting stuff. Like that was neat. You know, I, I think you and I can agree on that, or maybe not. Yeah, like. I do like the part where uh, he uh, split apart and uh, did different things uh, to try to gain the advantage. Yeah, like that was neat. And that's why I said I wish it was Mechagodzilla, because how cool would it have been for those two to team up? It would have been a much... I, that, I think that alone would have made the fight better, just from the imagery alone. And then I would have gotten bored 20 minutes in. Um, True. Like, I mean, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, like... We've seen Godzilla get his ass kicked lock worse before, like the the first Mothra versus Godzilla, but like I think this is the first time ever. Like I think they actually makes you kind of feel that Godzilla doesn't have a chance here, just because of the sheer power that Space Godzilla has, and they did that well enough. Yeah, and uh, basically um, having Space Godzilla pretty much fight in a territory where he has unlimited power at his disposal. I don't know. I, I, I just feel like that uh, the whole tower sequence, it could have been like a minute. But yeah. it drags to five. Yeah, it's like we have to we have to crush the tower. And okay, now the tower is crushed. Now we now we can fight him for real. Um, which is like, oh my god, you should have done that ten minutes ago. Like, and, and because there's like, because like the most of the, like most of the opponents that Godzilla fought in all usually re- provide something different. Mechagodzilla with his unique weapons. Um, Ghidorah, you know, with its thunderbolts and flying, Mothra with its powder and shit. <laughs> um, but like here, because it's such a visually looks like Godzilla, it's just kind of like two gigantic rubber balls, just like going, uh, uh, you know. May as well be Rock'em Sock'em robots. Yeah, it's just it's not as dynamic as they thought. I think they thought it was going to be. I think um, this is just a case where they made the villain too overpowered, you know. Yeah, and and, I, and maybe the goal was to be like, you know, it's probably you know just it's a theme we've seen before, like you know, uh, the greater you know, there's always a greater darkness, but the hero can always overcome. I, I will say, they didn't turn Godzilla to a good guy. Um, like if anything, he was he was only fighting just because he wants his son back, or maybe it was because of his wounded pride. Who knows? It's probably more ruined probably because this Godzilla doesn't give a fuck. Because um, I don't remember baby Godzilla walking back with him to to, uh, to the planet, uh, to the island they were staying on. By the way, they redesigned baby. We didn't talk yeah, about that. Yeah, now he's little Godzilla. Yeah, they changed his eyes. I don't like that they changed his eyes to make him more... He looks more... a bit more like Manila now. Yeah. not He still looks cute. Like, he's still... Like, he don't get yeah. me wrong. He, not, he doesn't look like a fucking the Antichrist baby. But... <laughs> <laughs> Like, I just kind of wish he still looked more like a dinosaur versus like, oh, I have big eyes now because I'm growing. Um, but he was cute, um, even when he got caught in the traps. But back to the fights. Oh, God. <laughs> I just... Tyler, what happened? We were on such a hot streak with these movies. Like, I'm not sure what happened here. I'm pretty sure um, they didn't film... They didn't film enough with the human actors, and uh, we're short on time. And you're like, let's just film a whole bunch of fight scenes. And uh, 
Just slam as much as we can in there. Don't worry about editing. No, no, no. Let's just try to jam as much in here as we can. See, this is why, like, you know, the whole notion of the whole notion that, you know, oh, Godzilla fans just want to see the fights. Like, no, no, that's that's, that's nice, but, like, you need to have interest, somewhat, in, in, if not engaging, not necessarily interesting, but engaging characters to latch onto. Because if you just have monster fights, it's going to make the fights less special if you're just oversaturated with them. And this is, I think this last 40 minutes of this movie is just pure oversaturation. You need context is the problem here. Yeah. Like, there could have been a compelling story that, like, an evil form of... Like, I mean, the story is not is inherently the most far out we've been in the Haste era. Because most of this era is, like, very grounded in its realism with the exception of, like, Mothra. Or King... I mean, obviously the time travel stuff. But even then, that stuff still felt tangible, you know? Um, versus this sure. one doesn't... It, it none of this none of Space Godzilla feels tangible at all. It feels like like you said earlier. It feels like it's the Showa era all over again, and not in the good way. Yeah, it doesn't even feel fun in its approach. And it should be like this should have been on paper. You tell a kid, hey, Godzilla has a fucking doppelganger that's from outer space, and he's bigger, and he has all these things. Like, oh, cool! And you watch him, like, you know, it's a dud. Um, alright, what are we running at? Yeah, let's let's wrap the fuck up. I'm tired. Um, there's not much more to say about this movie. Uh, Tyler, let's go to the ratings board and let us put a dinger in this one because I'm tired of talking about this movie. Uh, Tyler, what do you give Godzilla versus Space Godzilla? I'm gonna give this a two and a half out of five. This movie tries way too hard to have a Showa-era monster brawl. But it sacrifices the serious tone the rest of the Heisei series established at this point. As a Godzilla film, it's kind of okay, I guess? But as far as Heisei Godzilla goes, it's pretty weak, and you're probably better off skipping it. Yeah, it serves no consequence to what we're watching next week. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 2. Uninteresting characters, possibly the most uninteresting characters since the Showa era, uh, because even most of the Heisei characters have some engaging parts of them. They may not be all great, but they're interesting to some degree or another for the most part. Um, black, like, uninspiring fights. <sighs> Just not, like... Space Godzilla on paper is cool. But it, they don't do enough. Uh, the, char- the the human characters are super underdeveloped. It's not even funny. Mickey Sagusa was under underutilized as a character. Everything around... around like, it's not the... Like, there's definitely... Like, you... like. All Monsters Attack is definitely a worse movie than this. Like the show, I think the show era movies like Raids Again, um, All Monsters Attack, Son of Godzilla. I think those are worse movies. But if you're talking about in the comparison to the Heisei era, this is definitely the lowest of the lows at this point. Yeah, agreed. So, with that being said, it's finally time. Next week, the Heisei era comes to a close. As Godzilla will go, do oh, do you have any other notes before before we go, or did you do we go through all of them? Um, I noticed that uh, the humans had a a project called Project M. Probably shouldn't let Nintendo know about it. God, no, get it. Sentoho <laughs> a cease and desist letter from a movie that came out in 1994. We know what you're doing, bitch. It's... Oh, that's funny. Um, that was it. 
That's all okay. I got. <laughs> thank you for the thank you for the note. Um, so uh, next week, ladies and gentlemen, is the is the finale for season two of Atomic Shot. Uh, next week is uh, is Godzilla versus Destroya. Uh, it is the final movie of the Heisei era. It is considered by many the probably the best ending Godzilla will ever get. Um, I, Tyler, have you seen it? I'm curious. No, I have not, but I'm excited oh, to see it. You're, you're in for a ride. Um, so, uh, yeah, look for that, ladies and gentlemen. I'll, I'll t- I'm going to spoil a little bit. Grab your tissue boxes. You're going to need it. Um, so thank you all for everybody for joining us tonight. Uh, one, all, one more update before we start plugging our stuff. Uh, after Godzilla vs. Destroya, the following week... We uh we will we will release uh I, I don't consider it part of any era because it's an American movie and it's not tied to a cinematic universe. But uh, before we go on break bef- uh, for Christmas slash before the Millennium era starts, uh, we will be doing a watch along of Godzilla 1998. Um, Hell yeah! Me, Tyler, and a friend of the show, uh, Discord, uh, a friend of the show, Justin, aka Zero Score, uh, will be joining us. For Godzilla 98, starring Matthew Broderick and a whole bunch of other people I don't give a shit about. Um, yeah, it's... I might be drinking that day. Who fucking knows? Uh, we'll, we'll have to see. But, so, we're gonna do Destroya. Then the following week, we should have uh, Godzilla ver- uh, Godzilla 98. We're gonna take Christmas and New Year's off. And we'll come back around mid-January or so uh, for Godzilla 2000. So just to give you an update on the schedule. And we're literally in the final leg of, of Atomic Shot as the series, which is... I don't want it to end! Um, oh, I don't but, want it to end either, dude. Yeah, I can't believe we've even come this far. Um, but we're on, we'll, we'll talk more about that later. Let's plug our stuff and get out of here. Tyler, where can the people... Find you. You can follow me on Twitter at Hey It's That Tie. Sometimes I even stream stuff on Twitch at uh, Tie Your Shoes One, Twitch.tv. You know the rest. Uh, I've also got a few uh, YouTube type projects coming up, so uh, watch out for that. Awesome. So you can find me at twitter.com slash marvelous Iggy for all things related to the stuff from Marvelous One. By the time this is out, you can check out my newest video on Pokemon Sword and Shield, where I sort of give my overall thoughts on the latest uh, newest, latest gen Pokemon, uh, current gen Pokemon, whatever. Shut up. Um, it'll have it out there. It'll be in the pinned tweet on my Twitter account. You can also catch me streaming uh, live every uh sunday at 6 p.m central standard time and every Wednesday, no sunday is at 8 p.m central standard time and every two wednesday at 6 p.m central standard time it's december which means it's merry metroid uh so, and the poll uh was decided so i will be streaming super metroid uh for the people so look for that uh if i happen to beat super metroid in a timely manner i will play metroid fusion uh just because i think that was second place uh but i probably won't beat it but we'll see uh, and, of course, and of course, Nights in the Dreams and Christmas. Uh, and of course, be sure to check in to uh, uh, ChartShot.com for every Friday at uh, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern. Me, Thomas, and Justin all stream uh, the ChartShot Gamecast where we talk about the news, uh, the, the news in gaming and the games we've been playing that week. It's a fun show. We're, uh, Game of the Year is coming up and it's already heating up for all three of us as it usually does about fucking semantics and shit. Um, but... It's going to be a fun show regardless. Uh, again, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, get ready for the tear-jerking finale that is the uh, Heisei era. And 
Remember, guys, no matter what, go, go, Godzilla. I can name all three Stooges. Curly, Larry, and Mogira. <laughs> oh, my God.